do this for your own safety. Okay, so we're back. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Coffee is for Closers. It's Matt and Pat. Uh, what should people do for their own safety? Uh, figure out more about their offers. Dive deep if on the deliverabilities and the sustainability of that offer because there are some things going on at the moment in the coaching consulting world where it seems like people are possibly being held accountable for their marketing practices. Okay, so explain that to me like I'm an idiot. One, because I am, and two, because I'm not a sales guy. The offer that you are selling, yeah. even if you have no part in the deliverability or the deliverables, you're yeah. just the sales guy, somebody else has to deliver the whole thing. You are ultimately accountable for the yeah. words that you say. If they don't deliver what you said they will, yeah. that, that can come back to you. Yeah, you can never promise an outcome. Okay. So, which is why like when I say things, it's very deliberate in the wording. Mm -hmm. What do you need to do to put yourself in the best position to be able to hit X, Y, Z? Okay. And like, I would never say like, so when you hit, I would say, let's just say we are able to help you get into a position to where you can hit 30K a month. Mm -hmm. What would you do with that type of money coming in? I wouldn't say, so when you do the coaching and you get to 30K a month, like that's a guarantee. Mm, okay. Like, what are you going to do with that? When, when that money hits your account, like what's the, you know what I mean? That that's, that's like a, that's an unlawful business practice. The FTC mm -hmm. does not look friendly on that. Mm -hmm. So it's much easier to get away with on a sales side because like if the sales... Um, I don't think there's a law that says you have to record sales calls. Yeah, but they pretty much all are these they days. They pretty right? much all are unless you turn recording off. But even then you can just erase it. Mm -hmm. Like it'd be very hard to catch that. So like a lot of sales guys run fairly rogue in what they say. Mm -hmm. um, so we have like we have like FTC guidelines and... We tell them, hey, guys, just so you know, like, you're accountable for these things. It's up to you to do the research. Like, here's some some basic, you know, information on this kind of stuff. But, like, you're ultimately accountable. Like, if you go rogue and you tell a guy, hey, if you do this, you're guaranteed to make this much money, uh, and, and they don't, they're entitled to a 100% refund. Mm -hmm. And if they do decide to make a complaint, that then they can make a complaint against the business. The business can then pass that up to you because you're the one who made the claim. Mm -hmm. Now, if they say it in marketing... That's a whole different thing, but then you have to not like mimic it. Right. Okay. So that's why like it's much easier to get away with it on the sales side, like to oversell things. It's way easier to get away with because it it's just harder to track. Yeah, yeah. If, but if people start doing it on marketing, that's mm. when you're really going to get in trouble. So uh, it seems to me like the NEPQ stuff, obviously it's there's a lot of questions and a lot of sort of uh, leading people to visualize and that obviously protects from doing that. Like you'll never yeah. say exactly as you said. It was written specifically with like that type of sale in mind. Yeah. So do you think that that, um, is that a chicken or the egg kind of thing, right? Like is that written that way because it protect? like that's legally the way you have to do it or is it more effective? I think probably a bit of both. Mm -hmm. I think uh, Jeremy knew that you can't say those things mm -hmm. because he's dealt with offers that were shut down by the SEC and stuff like that. Okay. Not that he had anything directly to do with them, but he was, you know, he was asked to write scripts and do all that kind of stuff. So, like, when you're writing scripts, all that stuff has to come into it. Mm -hmm. The guidelines of what you're allowed to do and say. I see a lot of scripts where people clearly haven't done that research and they don't know what they're supposed to, what they can do and say because they are very like upfront and bold. Mm -hmm. But if you tell a customer that you can get them a result and they don't get the result, regardless of whose fault it is, they are entitled to a hundred percent refund. Mm -hmm. That's okay. just the way that it works um, in, in service-based industries, which is why like you can never guarantee an outcome mm -hmm. ever. Mm -hmm. um, back in the day, you used to be able to go super rogue on Facebook and say things like, 
lose five k, lose five kilograms in twenty eight days guaranteed and all that kind of stuff. But like, then all that started to fall back potentially onto Facebook, mm-hmm. and so they kind of kiboshed all that because it's against SEC or FTC and whatever country you live in. It's against the regulations of like unfair business practices. Mm. So uh, when you say, because I've heard you say that before, that you can't get away with doing that on Facebook. It's not only just legally that's not allowed to happen, but also that Facebook won't allow it, right? No, 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 no. F- Facebook, uh, their guidelines of what you can and can't say are probably more strict mm-hmm. than... Now, the problem is people... that That's what you can say on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But, like, ClickFunnels doesn't have that rule. Right. Which I, I do assume will have to come in at some point. Like, you, at some point, ClickFunnels has got to be, I guess, held... I don't know, like how much responsibility do they take for what's said in the VSLs that are on their platform? Yeah. You know, like it seems like a slope though, man. Yeah. No, but Facebook is. Yeah. Right. So I, and I, and I get it, but it's like, it's almost like it's that, that those are their specific for marketing practices. Mm -hmm. So like, and I've seen VSLs that are totally against SEC practices where they make guarantees, make guarantees and say stupid shit. Mm -hmm. And then I've seen subsequently those things be changed because lawyers have, been like no like they've hired the lawyers to, to figure out like a lot of our accounts when they start to get big we, we we go through it with them of like okay you need to produce us the ftc guidelines for this offer mm-hmm. and you need to go through our script and you need to tell us what specific wording we have to change because like otherwise we're just doing what what is within the guidelines of like what we think based on our research but like if you have spe- like specific lawyers that are going to come in and critique it like some of our really big accounts we've had to do that mm-hmm. um you know because they're selling crazy amounts and it's like especially anything biz op or like making money related with seventh level like it's not that it's a coaching course mm-hmm. right so it's like all we're doing is coaching sales and it's like it's a methodology so we're not promising anything it's like we promised you will learn the method right that's it or that we will deliver it yeah we'll give you the opportunity to learn it exactly and that, that that's all we're promising so yeah we're not out there doing amazon automation or any of these sort of biz op funnels, which are really the ones that are going to start getting in trouble, which is what's happened recently. Yeah. So um, to be clear, Facebook stop you doing these sorts of things in your marketing. On their platform. On their platform. But you can then have uh, yeah, whatever link that takes you off their platform to somebody else's platform and it's the Wild West. You're just accountable to the SEC, not to uh, the host of that platform. Yeah. Uh, I feel like... I feel like still that's probably a pretty good mix. Right? So do I. I think it's okay. It's just like, it's just how rogue it is getting at the moment. Mm. I think that there's, but again, I think as soon as like, you know, execute one, educate a billion. Yeah. I think so. Like someone's got to go down. Okay. So is anybody going yeah, down? Yeah, someone's going to get out my phone. <laughs> so I was on uh, Twitter. Mm. Twitter is the greatest thing of all sources. And very interesting is that, uh, and again, this is all alleged. I don't know if any of this is true. I have no evidence to back up. But the uh, FTC is going after Kevin David. So Kevin David, for those of you who don't know, is a very big coach. He was like, he's huge on YouTube. He's like kind of the first guy that really cracked YouTube okay. as like a lead generation source, I and think. What does he coach people in? Uh, Amazon automation, crypto, fucking you name it. Okay. You know I mean, one of those things. All he's, the money making He's scams. been done by CoffeeZilla a couple of times for like, straight up ripping off people's videos. Okay. That's like undeniable. 
Yeah. It's coffee's yellow tore that motherfucker to pieces when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. Um, but it basically says FTC takes action to stop DK automation and Kevin David Hulse and from pitching phony Amazon and crypto money making schemes. This is the FTC website, by the way. I'm just reading from it word for word. Okay. So, so to be clear, we don't we're not I don't know any of these people. I don't know anything about it. I don't but, give a so, fuck what happens to Kevin. <laughs> okay, but we're like, not good ab- or bad. Like, yeah, like he can go right. buy a private jet. He can fucking yeah. you know, die in a fire. These Whatever. are just facts. It affects me none. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, this is the allegations from the FTC. Sure, sure. Right. So defendants, uh, uh, defendants continued making false claims after receiving notices and penalty offenses of <laughs> of over two point six million for deceptive marketing claims. So stop there. So, so if he was just happy to pay the fines. Yep. At 2.6 million. He he's was. like, oh, yeah, you got me, guys. Yeah, got me. Slap yeah. on the wrist. Yeah. 2.6 million dollar fine. No worries. I'll pay that. What mm. is he making? Like, what is the income that they're getting there where they're just like, oh, no, that's it's fine. We'll pay, yeah. the, pay the fine. So the Federal Trade Commission is taking action against DK Automations and its owners um, for the using of unfounded claims of big returns to entice, con- entice consumers into money-making schemes involving Amazon business packages, business coaching, and cryptocurrency. Um, they basically promised consumers they could generate a passive income on autopilot uh, when the truth was that very few consumers made money from these schemes. Mm-hmm. Um, ripped off consumers by manipulating reviews and making false promises. And or, Anyway, you can go to the FTC government website and just look up Kevin David and you can have... Uh, we might even link it. <laughs> okay, you, can, yeah. you can go and read it. Yeah. Now listen, I don't know shit about Kevin David. Never met him. Probably will never meet him. Um, but I think it brings up a really good point where like, you know, I mean, I've known about claims like that against him and other people like that for a, for a long time. And I think one of the one of the errors that I see in the business is people go, no, 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 he's not scamming people. It's, you know, just shit clients or, you know, like mindset issues. <laughs> mindset. It's like, no, like there's maybe not in this case, because, again, I have no idea. But like a lot of the time, these guys just call themselves business coaches, you know, and they're just not. Mm. They, they, they couldn't put together a, a PNL if their life depended on it. And, mm-hmm. and I see this all the time. You know, I've had conversation with business coaches where they say they got a funding option, they're more profitable. We've talked about that before. It's like, no, you're not. You're just taking in more cash. It's like, mm-hmm. if anything, you're less profitable mm-hmm. because that funding company is taking ten percent. Yeah, there's just a problem. Like you know, the old school coaches like Keith Cunningham, who was like a phenomenal business coach who is like, he's the rich dad from Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Okay. Right? It's written about two people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm fairly sure that Keith is the, I'm sure the comment section will let me know if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure he, he's the rich dad. Right. Um, and, and so, like, that guy's legit. He did all the business coaching for Tony Robbins and helped deliver a lot of his programs. The guy knows business back to front. He's a guru. We actually do his sales. Right. Uh, he has a thing called the four-day MBA. Mm-hmm. Right? Link it down below. Go talk to one of the boys. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. um, but that guy is legit. But these days, there's so many people calling themselves business coaches, and all they're doing is like finding one little hook, and then they're twisting that into something that is a marketing hook, mm-hmm. and then they just kind of go off and do the sales, and they get all these salespeople to essentially put themselves in the line because, like, if you don't think the sales guys for David, like for Kevin David, you feel like they're not getting fucking brought into this, like, yeah, you got another thing coming because, like, they're going to like want to see every sales call, right. So, like, uh, listen, I'm sure that there might be a Hillary Clinton lost email situation, mm-hmm. right? But, um, like, everyone is going to get subpoenaed and everyone will be in trouble because, like, the the FTC takes those super seriously. And if you get done, like, you can never do that job again. Like, you, you just can't. Right. And so, like, usually the people at the top of it have squirreled away enough money to just fuck Disappear. off to a different country. Mm-hmm. Like old, you know, not so Friedman or the 
fuck his name is. Mm. What's that guy? Crypto Sam guy? Bankman Freedom. Yeah, yeah. Freedom. Sam Sam bankrupt. Freedom. So did you see how much weirder that keeps getting? Oh, it gets weirder every day. So like apparently FTX. <laughs> I mean, I get this news from Twitter, from um, TikTok, right? So like, yeah. did you watch the Coffeezilla breakdown of it? No, mate, it was in depth. That dude's super in depth. Yeah. Yeah, he does research, not like us. We just waffle. oh, tons of it. Yeah, tons of it. So I watched that, and it was just like all the shady this and this and this and this and the fact that there's a backdoor built in. There's two billion dollars missing. Yeah, but no mates, just somewhere. But everyone that runs FTX lives in a mansion, and they're all fucking each other. There's yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they're, they're like in a ten-person polygamous relationship. Yeah, and they're all super dorks as well. Like, yeah. good for them. And fucking. one chick became the CEO of something just because she was fucking him. Like. <laughs> And then I saw the photo. Good for them. I mean, they stole a ton of money off me, but fuck them. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, they had a good time doing it. (laughs) They did, yeah. Yeah, so they're in Argentina or something somewhere. There was a flight that was tracked that everyone thinks is his flight because no one can find him. Yeah. I think this is what I was talking about the other week. I think that, like, you... When you start blanket fucking over people like that, eventually you fuck over someone with a particular skill set. Yeah. Like, he goes, huh, I'll find you. Well, the real problem, like, so one of the things that is mentioned in that FTC website report is Amazon automation, mm-hmm. which is a real problem at the moment. Like, the automation uh, is, like, one of the it things right now that okay. people are selling. And don't get me wrong. There are some great guys. Like, there's a guy called Ernest Epps who sells Amazon automation. I've seen the back end of his program. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really, he's really so thought it through. What is Amazon so automation? It's like a done-for-you Amazon business. It's like, okay, okay so, like, we'll bring you in. And we'll like literally, we'll shortlist the products for you. Mm-hmm. We'll find the suppliers for you because they have all of the, they have all that because the guys run his own stores. Like, and like Ernest, for example, like I've seen his stores. Mm-hmm. And his stores are very, very successful. Mm-hmm. So he has like 10 highly successful Amazon stores that are his own. Mm-hmm. The brands, the whole box and dice. So he's like systemized how to do that. And so he now teaches people how to do that. And he has, they just get to bolt on to all of his stuff. But 99% of them don't have that. Right. They just have a, a bunch of VAs that are getting together a bunch of shit products. You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. like however they decide to do it. So there are always good people in the space. Another guy called Scott uh, Scott Cameron, I believe his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, again, really good at what he does. Really dialed that in. Knows Amazon back to front. Probably could sell more than what Bezos if Bezos went on there and started to do it. Like mm-hmm. the dude's figured it out. But like any of that automation stuff, like there's YouTube automation, which is like where someone starts a YouTube channel for you, does those like voiceover bullshit ones like Mm -hmm. that. They go viral and, you know what I mean? You get the revenue from the ad revenue. It's all Mm -hmm. done for you. You do fucking nothing, right? You just pay the bill and then they they do it. There's um, fucking Shopify automation, Amazon automation, uh, like Facebook marketplace automation. Yeah, You name it, like they've, someone's automating it for you and then kind of giving it to you. The problem that's happening is that that's the new high ticket. So those are, Thirty, sixty, ninety thousand dollars. Wow! Right, because you're buying a business, mm. but it's just not started yet. Mm. And so that's where a lot of the issues are coming because, like, that's a really enticing offer mm-hmm. for a lot of people that don't have money and that do have money. Because mm-hmm. if, like, if you're being told, "Hey, listen, the average returns are X, Y, Z cash flow per month," so you're putting in sixty grand, you're going to get ten thousand dollars a month cash flow back. And even if it's five thousand or four thousand dollars a month profit, that's n- that's a no brainer investment, really, as a, as a, as a good use of capital, especially compared to like the stock market. And a lot of like Kevin David's, uh, like am uh, sorry, um, 
marketing and YouTube videos are about destroying the stock market. Like our returns are way better than the stock market, okay. way better than property. Mm-hmm. Uh, now those might not still be up, but I've seen them like they've, they're hanging around somewhere. And, and I suppose though, the, the, the problem with that is that he's indicating that like the stock market for the most part is set and forget. You buy your shares, you put them there. If Assuming you're not day trading, whatever. Yeah. And they're intimating that, the automations that they're going to set up for you are equally as no input set from forget, you. Yeah. Yeah. But then you're going to out, you're going to outbeat the market. Mm. Right. So these are like, you know, for you get a successful guy that can drop a hundred thousand dollars in this stuff. And it's like, yeah, it seems like a good use of capital. To me. Mm-hmm. The problem is like, these things are difficult to set up mm. and, and, and they're being charged difficult to set up. However, they're a lot of the time from what I've seen, they're doing it in the shortcut way or just not able to fulfill the volume of sale that they're getting, period. Yeah. So do you think, is it possible that in those spaces that like where you say that there are people that do it well, Ernest Epps, right? It, because he probably charges more, provides a better product, has been at it, and then provides cover and concealment for the people who do it shittily because yeah. there are people who will tell you, yeah, I like – Real testimonials, like, yeah, I did that and I did an Amazon automation thing. I'm killing it. I I gave the guy 60 grand. He set up my store. Now I've got this passive income. That really did happen. But it happens on a small scale because it's very expensive and they have a capacity. They only take so many people to do it because there's a limited capacity to be able to do it. But then somebody else then says, hey, well, I'm as good and I can do it for 20. Yeah. Uh, And I'll take as many people as possible. And And, And the thing is, like, these are all wires. Mm-hmm. They're all paid in full, mm-hmm. and man, it's hard to get that money back. Right, like so. When you say just, wires, what do, what does well, that it's mean? Not, they're not credit card payments. Like, right, a lot of biz ops won't won't take credit card. Is it that they won't take credit card, or that they're not allowed to? Like no, they don't they have just, a they processor. Won't. They no, just they won't. have a processor. They okay. just won't because credit card you just go refund. Yeah, you know, like it's just too easy. Mm. Um, and like people will refund a good product. But but also like they have a sunk. There's an immediate sunk cost. Like, it, like if let's say they're charging thirty grand, it will cost at least ten in order to set that up, mm-hmm. right? Because they have to do they have to do a bunch of stuff. So if they do it, it'll cost at least ten grand. So they're making twenty thousand profit off it. Just my thing was always like, if you're that good at it, just just start a shitload of stores. Like that mm. was always like my sort of thing in my head was like, why not just do it yourself and just do it. Yeah. You know, like I sell sales training. It's like, well, I do do a shitload of sales. Like there's only so many sales that I yeah. can make, you know what no, I mean? Exactly. So like we so sell training for it. Yeah. So. But, but that, that is a, an issue of capacity. Like you have so many hours in the day, you can only sell so much. Yeah. But if it's a truly passive income automated thing, you then can just set up thousands of them. Yeah. There's Apparently. no, there's no yeah. limit to it. And you should be taking all that yourself yeah. instead of like, it just doesn't, at stack up that yeah. someone would do it for someone else. Yeah. And I get like, I, I never understood that. Obviously there are reasons why somebody would, who has a shitload of stores and they want to diversify income. Diversify the risk. But yeah. you'd want to have a shitload of stores. Like Ernest has a lot of stores and they're all really successful. I've seen them. I've seen the back end. He showed me the numbers. I was like, okay, you're, you are legit. Okay. Right. Um, and I did that cause we did the sales. Um, but other people, it's like, how many stores do you have? Well, I don't want to go into it. Oh, well, you don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, yeah. you have to show me that you you can do the thing. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, it's really interesting. But I think, like, sales guys, you know, they hop on these hot offers. And, like, I think there's really, there's four types of offers that uh, in, in the high ticket space. This is very specific to high ticket. There's the non-starter, 
most common. Hey, bro, I got so many leads, I don't know what to do with myself. Get in there. It's fucking dry hole, right? It's, you know, it's nothing. Mm-hmm. Second thing is like a three-month offer. So they got like, they got enough in the tank to keep you busy for three months and that's it. Mm-hmm. So wait, you're talking about as a salesperson, As a right? sales rep. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a nine-month offer, which are usually hot offers. So if something like a crypto offer a year ago, mm-hmm. right? It's hot Ooh, as fuck. Snap a day. Right? It would have been great. I saw that and <laughs> I was like, this is great. And I remember being in the offer and we were making a lot of money. And I was like, this will die. Give it nine months. This is dead. We, ha- we have to make sure we have a, a fallback position here. Yeah. And then you've got your like two year plus. Mm-hmm. Like just your long term, a quality business that has decent people in it where they can like run at a profit but deliver a good service so they get testimonials, they get referrals, and you can be in that offer for a couple of years. Not many coaching businesses will last more than three or four years, mm-hmm. just in general. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, the, well, the person... was that? A lot of the time, the owner can make enough money. So that's the reason is that they just like, I'm done, they, they cash out, yeah. or do you think that they're, they get unstuck? Like people realize like, oh, this isn't very good, it becomes hard to sell, or do you think maybe their product ages out? Yeah, a lot of the, so it's 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 all all those reasons. So a lot of the t- so there's one type of guy that just like I know a guy that was running a six hundred thousand dollar a month business at a sixty five percent net. Snap a do. Snap a do. You do that for four years. Yeah, like do you really have to work anymore? You probably got ten twelve million dollars in the bank, mm-hmm. or or you've invested it wisely. If you have ten million dollars invested with a good wealth manager, you'll make a million dollar a year salary, mm-hmm. right? Like you're done. Why not? You're done. It's for all essential purposes, right? Um, second one is that they just don't product innovate. Mm-hmm. So if you're selling the same thing and it doesn't change, it's going to die. Yeah. No doubt about it. Just as what it is. Like at seventh level, just in the two years that I've been running it, we've added on like four more products mm-hmm. and then we've got a relaunch of 2.0, okay. a complete revamp of 2.0 launching in January. It's taken us like seven months to develop it. Tell, tell me a little bit about that. Like as you revamp 2.0, do people who, people existing people get the... The revamp? Like, what's their, how long's their access to it's that? 12 months. Right. So if it's within their 12 months, they'll get it. If it's not, then they won't. Right. They'll have to repay. And, and will you then market to people who have already done the old version and go, hey, new version? That's the first brief we market to. Yeah. Yeah. Try and get them to upsell. Mm-hmm. And usually we cascade it down. So um, in terms of like access to new information to promote upsells internally. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we've done that. And then we've got like a new objection. Uh, it's called a MIFKI. It's like a subscription model. Mm-hmm. opening up so like we're diversifying our product range evolving it going more niche specific we we're right now we're running specific car automotive ads okay so the automotive industry for sales it's going really well we're going to run specific insurance we're going to have specific program for that we we'll have a specific insurance program there'll be a door-to-door program mm-hmm. there'll be a high ticket coaching program like they're all getting it all gets segmented and do people buy access to the different segments or yeah, they well, get the, the whole lot? The plan is like you'll buy access to, you'll get the whole lot, but we'll have segments for each. Right. But then from there, like we may independently sell off mm-hmm. one. Bits and pieces. Bits and pieces. Like if we, like, cause we'll have a really good high ticket. If we just get fucking sick of high ticket coaching, then we can sell that division. Mm-hmm. Add that off. Nice. So, um, but yeah, so it's like a constantly innovating product. So if, if you don't innovate the product, like you, it's going to die. Yeah. No one's going to buy the same business coaching shit off you for 25 years unless you're like a Keith Cunningham, which is like, this is how you run a business. Yeah. Because 90% of like the business coaching industry is just like a hook. Mm-hmm. It's, hey, get the latest trend. Center. Yeah. 
fucking, you know, learn how to go viral on TikTok or that won't be irrelevant in six months, mm-hmm. you know, like learn how to, uh, like one of the big ones is like a clients and community. They teach people how to monetize Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking see you in two years, dude. Yeah. Like that's not going to be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, like Instagram is rolling out Facebook groups or Instagram groups. In, really? In January. Wow. Yeah. So we'll how will that, that work? Goes. What will that look like? I have like? no idea, but I've been told because. Because you're in the know. I'm in the know. Now you are too. That's what you get. Uh, YouTube is changing their algorithm to like an AI, mm-hmm. but only the top spenders are getting access to it for the first like six months. Yeah, but right. They're getting rid of the targeting, adding in the AI, but not for everybody. Wow. So they're gonna they're they're gonna do their own consolidation. Yeah. What do you think YouTube are feeling a threat? Like uh, YouTube's the, uh, YouTube is almost everyone I know is like eighty percent of their ad spends YouTube. Okay. Let, let me rephrase. Do you think that? Not that they're feeling a threat, but do you think that they're going to reformat because of the like increase in vertical content? Like, uh, well, mo- I think yeah. I mean, they're monetizing shorts. Yeah, pushing shorts more. But do you think I the think way when you open YouTube, do you reckon like on your phone, do you reckon that they're going to change that to have more of a Instagram TikTok kind of feel where it immediately because like one of the things that uh, you know like when you open TikTok, you're you, it boom here's here's something for you to look at right away. Same as Instagram. Straight away. But when you open YouTube, you're forced to make a choice. Yeah. Right? Well, like, YouTube is a search engine. Mm-hmm. And that's the big difference. It's yeah. active scrolling, not passive scrolling. Yeah. So, like, you you are looking for things on YouTube. And yeah. I think that if they lean into that, that's better. Because, essentially, the way they make money is ad revenue. Mm. So, the more effective their advertising is. Like, I think the thing that you, Facebook has fucked up is they've made their advertising so difficult. Mm. It's just, it's so hard to make it work. Yeah. You have to be really good. And so, you said that Facebook have these, like, strict guidelines around their advertising. Yeah. Does YouTube have the same ones? Yes, but they're different. Okay. It's the same as Google. Right. Like, so it's a little bit less strict, um, mm-hmm. I, I would say. Uh, and their targeting is 10 times better. Mm-hmm. Because... Like it's Google. Yeah, yeah. Google They got all the data. They have all the data from everyone. Yeah. So like everything, so YouTube advertising in general, it has a much higher return of ad spend. Really? Much higher intent lead. Wow, okay. Yeah. So, and you can spend faster. So the algorithmic, like the, the algorithm on Facebook, it's difficult to start spending lots of money. Okay. Um, like if you want to spend that 10 grand a day, 20 grand a day mark, like it's difficult to place the ads because there's only so many places you can go on Facebook. Right. Whereas in on YouTube, you just pay per view. Yeah. So you just, Hey, I want 10 million views. Okay. Yeah. I have plenty of views. Not going to run out of views. There's billions and billions of views a day. Mm-hmm. You, I can have 10,000. It's a fucking drop in the ocean. Mm-hmm. And if a billion pay mm-hmm. for a billion views, it still doesn't fucking make a difference. There's yep. still billions of other eyeballs that I haven't, you know, I haven't seen it yet. So, um, it's just a much more like direct type of advertising. And because people are looking for stuff, you get much higher intent leads. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, hey, this person's searching for sales training. Okay, here's my ad. Yeah. You know, whereas like with Facebook, you're, you're trying to put it in front of people based off some behavioral assumptions. Mm-hmm. And then from there, like the way it works is it takes the responses that you get from the ad and then it has a machine learning component where it learns and learns and gets more dialed in. However, you know, if you're off track at the beginning, yeah, it gets very off track at the end. Yeah. So, whereas I think you can pull that in a lot better on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
like a lot of the things that happens to a lot of people on Facebook is they get categorized incorrectly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I've noticed that. Yeah, so they'll just get the wrong leads. Mm-hmm. And you can't target like you used to. I used to be able to go a five-kilometer ring around this women between the age of 18 to 32 who, you know, like Jen Selter. Mm-hmm. Some you just can't be as specific anymore. Right. You know? So, like, they're making it So, they harder. removed your capacity to be that specific? They, they removed the targeting. How come? No idea. Like, it, everything they do has to benefit them. No, no, but, like, everything they do has to benefit them. I don't think that's true. You don't think? I mean, look at Twitter. Yeah. Right? They had, what, fucking, they've lost now 90% of their employees. Mm. But, like, 30% of that was just fucking gender Fluff. and diversity bullshit. So, yeah. it's like they're not doing things in their best interest. They're doing things that make them feel good. Mm-hmm. So like and I, I like, it's an argument as to whether Zuckerberg is a genius or a moron at this yeah. point. You know, like, like, like Apple's coming out with a new AR VR device mm-hmm. that'll probably be ten times better than Meta. Mm. You know, is he is it really going to be what he thinks it's going to be? Yeah, that's what I think is interesting. Did you hear him on Rogan? No, or, I haven't watched the Rogan. Yeah, like so he's convinced. Like, and and it is a convincing. Um, conversation that he's like yeah i'm dumping tons of money into the metaverse um but i i i have a plan i see where it's going and that's just what it takes like we're doing all the capital investment to you know we're we're designing the first product but we're also designing the second third and fourth product assuming that technology will catch up the batteries will get more efficient the lens you know all the things are like we're hard in the paint on this and the whole time like it's very convincing listening to him but then the whole time i'm thinking like You've never made a real thing before, right? They tried. They did a couple. Yeah, but... A tablet, but none of it's worked. No, that's right. So, like, uh, Apple, who have... They just make real things. And they'll wait till everybody else has a, a go. Exactly what Apple does with everything. They'll be yeah. like, you try and figure this shit out, and then we'll, like, be aggregating what really works and what really doesn't, and then we'll bring out the bulletproof version that yeah. won't have the fluff and it'll it won't have... Yeah, yeah, it'll just work perfectly. And I just don't know why Zuckerberg doesn't focus on making his platform the best experience for users and advertisers. Mm. It, it certainly, as a... Like, Facebook for sure is dying. Like, when you talk to people, like, very few people just doom scroll on Facebook anymore. You know, like, because that used to be, yeah, that was the only place you could doom scroll before, yeah, like, scroll. yeah, where you just like yeah. for uh, for an hour, just like, what do yeah. you want to show? The only me? place I do that is YouTube. Yeah, but see, that's interesting that you doom scroll on YouTube. Like, that's that's one of the places that like it's not really built to the do shorts that. Shorts feed, bro. I love shorts. So you do. So you're, so you are in the shorts feed. Well, this is what I think is going to happen with YouTube, right? I reckon that when you open the YouTube app on your phone, you're going to be faced with a like. Uh, two versions I think it'll be like a swipe left to be what you have currently yeah and a swipe right and it'll just be TikTok essentially like it'll just but be shorts the, that the just thing go. that I like about shorts is that I can then go and watch longer videos yeah it's a gateway so I, yeah it's and I do exactly what YouTube wants me to do yeah I, I go to people yes, and, then I, and then I just go yep subscribe that person's great and then I'll check out their thing and I'll Watch a couple of videos, uh-huh. you know, and then now they're in my subscriptions feed. Yeah, that's interesting because I don't like I don't do that at all. Like, because I don't ever look at Instagram. I've logged into TikTok maybe twice in my whole life. Yeah, um, I almost never look at Facebook. Yeah, the only thing I look at is YouTube. But I think for YouTube to f- take that market share of being able to do that, they're going to need you to be able to use um, commercial music on on there because that's where people like. For TikTok, for Instagram, like using real music that you don't have the rights to use, 
uh, on those platforms in, you know, in short form mm. is, you know, very necessary. And it, it's hard to make content like that that doesn't have the trending music because if the music is trending and it's a real song, then you can't. And that's the beauty of YouTube though because it's not about the stupidity. It's about yeah pure quality of content. Mm, okay. I, I, li- I like that. Mm. I like that. This is It's the hardest one. And the only way to make it go big is to do it right. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no cheat codes on YouTube. Yeah, no, I respect that. Yeah, yeah. well, it, there is, but they're different. That's the thing, right? Yeah. So, like, when you, like, I, I feel like we've talked about this plenty of times, but looking at it now, I feel like for the most part, you can get away with quite a lot of overlap of Instagram and TikTok content. Like yeah. at the moment, you really you can, the, the the trends are a little bit far, like changed by a few weeks, and they're a little bit different, but. For the most part, it's the same kind of thing. People just want to be entertained in the first few seconds and like yep. follow the trends. They want like do the right dance, motherfucker. Use the right music, <laughs> right? Yeah. But YouTube is something else altogether in that that regard. Yeah. And so I think for anyone building on YouTube, like you're right, there's an element of creativity, like a, a authenticity and originality that doesn't exist anywhere else. There yeah. there isn't really a trend to follow, yeah. but the, all those same rules still apply. Of like grab people in the first. Point three of a second because you, you see people head in a direction. The direction they want to head is YouTube. Mm. YouTube is still the only one that pays wanna, you. That pays you. Yeah, you know. And I actually, I actually paid someone on on, on for the shorts the first time the other day. You paid someone directly. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was it? Uh, you know, Adrian Bliss. You ever heard of him? No. Really, really funny kid from the UK has an extremely dry sense, dry sense of humor and does little uh, comedy sketches. Yeah. And they're fucking brilliant. Yeah. And I was like, you know what, dude? I've been enjoying your content for a year. Here's three bucks. <laughs> I just Apple paid it. it straight away. Yeah. Just boom, three bucks. There you go. Yeah. Because it has that little that little heart thing you press. And I was like, this is fucking great. Yeah. Do you remember that crazy guy that came to, uh, I don't know if you remember, um, I won't say anyone's name, but like um, I had a relative that had a fiance. And then he came up, with, they came up with this app idea, which was, which was that. <laughs> I remember thinking, like had this whole app idea and it was like you become a creator and then basically every like or heart or whatever is like a different amount. Right. And I was like, that's so fucking stupid. <laughs> it's a fucking visionary. <laughs> and you shut him down. Dude, I remember going like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Because they were sort of comparing it. To, this is before TikTok. This is before Reels. Yeah. This is like when there was YouTube and Facebook. That's it. Yeah. And it was just like... It was like, no, 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 like, then the creators can be paid by the people who watch. And you just, you know, you give them, like, it was like it gets converted. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, this guy was genuinely fucking crazy. So, um, it was the cult leader, dude, right? But it was, oh, like, okay. Yeah, I know yeah. you're talking about that, right? Yeah. Okay. And he was like, so we convert it into like a weird, you know, yeah, like a buck. Mickey Mouse dollars, right? Yeah. Like, it, where it's like the conversion is impossible to make in your head. Yeah. And then from there, you just give them like 10 of those. Yeah. And I was like, this is fucking stupid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but turns out that's the Legit future. genius. <laughs> That's legitimate the, genius. That's the future. That yeah. guy, that guy would be sitting there fucking screaming right now. Yeah. I mean, the amount of money required to get that off the ground would have been ungodly. And that yeah, was yeah. one of my arguments. It was like, this is a four hundred million dollar project. Yeah. But you know, whatever. I, I've I've seen plenty of people, you know, refer to that when people come to say like Rogan again. People go to him like, dude, I got the best idea, and he's like, fuck off with your idea. Ideas are easy. It's yeah, getting yeah. it going. Yeah, that's yeah. the hard part. That's the difficult part. Yeah. Jeez, we've strayed a fair way from uh, yeah, coaches ripping people off. That's yeah. what podcasts are, though. Yeah, they're just, they're just, just talking around in circles. Yeah, and then hopefully someone edits and <laughs> it works. <laughs> um, but let's try and steer back to that because it's very interesting that 
I didn't realise at all before I was here that salespeople are liable. You just you're, you're held accountable for the words that you're saying. I think it's fair enough. Yeah. Like if you're if you I hate overselling. I really hate it because I never did it. I've been accused of it before, and I was like, "Bullshit!" I'll show you the video. Mm-hmm. And I'm never like I've never over, oversold anything. It's like no, no, no. Like this isn't because people are asking, "What's the guarantee?" I go, "The fucking guarantee is nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. What, what if you sign up and get hit by a bus?" Mm-hmm. Like, is that my fault? No, it's not. All I can do is put the information in front of you and have a system of accountability that puts you in a position to where you're called a fucking idiot if you don't do it. Mm-hmm. That's about as far and, as I can take it. And I can introduce you to people that it has worked for. Yeah. Like, like his testimonials. Yeah. His people, real testimonials from real people who say it worked. Yeah. And then when they go, oh, I don't want to talk to that guy. He's, uh, you know, really successful. It's like, well, you want to talk to the fucktard that signed up and did nothing about it? Yeah. Like, what, do you, what are we doing here? Yeah. You know, it's like... I, I used to say that, and I that I would go. They would go. I want to speak to someone. I go. Well, here's like five people. They go. Oh yeah, but those are the testimonial people. I was like, well, who are you going to talk to? The guy who like kind of applied it, but kind of didn't. He's a bit of a fuckbag. We did a right out of it. Like you want to talk to that guy? You want to talk to the guy who signed up and never did anything? Mm-hmm. Or you want to talk to the guy that did it all properly and that's the testimonial? Mm. Which which one? And they were like, oh yeah. It's a stupid fucking thing to ask. You, you really can't beat live testimonials, right? Like, so, like, at the moment, my online course is on sale. And yeah. the post that I put up about, hey, the course is on sale, uh, I also said, if you've bought it and you liked it, or, or just let people know in the comments. And so the comments is mostly people saying, like, yeah, I, I bought it. It was great. It's definitely worthwhile doing. So, like, that's real. Because, I like, people are just noticing yeah. that it's for sale and commenting again. That, like in my opinion, I'm no sales guy, but that no, is... That, that works. That yeah. is as good as it gets because they're happening in real time. It's not something that I stored from ages ago and I can pull out and it's like, no, these people are willing to make that comment. There's nothing in it for them. Yeah. That's a, like in my opinion, that's a pretty good testimonial. Absolutely. The, the interesting thing is when people are given the opportunity to talk to current clients, it almost never relates to a sale. Really? Yeah. How come? I don't know, man. People are weird. Like, so... Drinking because they like, dude, I was giving my login. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's what happens? those people are looking for a reason to not do it, and they'll find a way. Okay. Oh, yeah. no, that guy was in Wisconsin. No, yeah, it yeah. It wouldn't work in Michigan. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, that's anyone who really kind of like, oh, let me speak to three of your current clients. It's like, no. Mm-hmm. I had a guy ask me the other day, and no. And he goes, why not? And I was like, because they're super busy, mm-hmm. and it's not their job. Yeah. Like, well, that's the other thing. It's a big risk, right? Because you, you're saying like, Exactly that. They've, there's nothing in it for them. Nothing. And so they might be like, fuck off, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. So, like, I kind of, you know, it, it's just like, no. They, like, especially my clients. My clients are eight-figure business owners. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. good luck, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, yeah, we can schedule in 15 minutes, three weeks. You know, it's like three weeks from now. Yeah. At four o'clock in the morning, your time. I don't yeah. have that. All right, we'll fucking talk to you never then. Yeah. Like, it's hard enough to get on my diary, let alone get on fucking Ryan Serhan's diary. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's what I fucking told him I go oh, you want me to call it Ryan Serhan and, and go hey would you mind spending 20 minutes on the phone with this fuck bag you know like <laughs> like and it's just like I was like dude I'm sorry like I know it sounds sketch as fuck but like it's just not gonna happen it's just not gonna happen man yeah like you're just gonna have to go off what I say and off the testimonials that I've sent you Ryan Serhan's testimonial that I've sent you like yeah, yeah. you're gonna have to go off it because you're not meeting these people yeah you know it's why like like, I've been asked a ton of times to, like, do a mastermind for my clients. I'm like, nah, <laughs> I just don't think that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, first of all, like, I just don't think it's ever really a good idea, like, when you have competitive people like that 
in a room together. Yeah. Like, you know, like I don't think for our business it makes sense. Like we're not a coaching business. Mm-hmm. Like we're a done for you. So like I don't, you know, I don't think there's any benefit to putting them all in a room together. That is a funny one of like when people want to talk to clients. I, I, I've had, you know, the other day I, I posted a thing about I was going to train some dogs and people were like, oh, can we see like the dogs and how come you don't talk about it or whatever? And I'm like, well, the police typically don't like you filming them working their dog and like helping them through problems. Like that's typically not something that they want video of yeah. out in the world. Which right? makes total sense. <laughs> yeah. So like marketing in that way can be kind of tricky. It, yeah. it is a case of like, hey, you just have to take my word for this. Oh, apparently you can just say whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> see that? You brought it full circle. Yeah, we can just say whatever we want. Yeah. So when you when you are on an offer, go through the marketing funnels. If you, if you see some outrageous shit being said, chances are you should leave. Mm. So what do you think can happen? Like what is the... What's the worst case scenario there for those guys? Uh, jail. Yeah. And and what's the most likely scenario? Um, fines. Big fine. Yeah. I, most likely is nothing for the sales guy, I think. Right. I think most likely is probably nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a decent chance of fines or being caught up in a legal mess, which mm-hmm. is just enough of an issue. Slow you down, be a pain in the ass. You're going to have to go to lawyers. Yeah. Maybe you get told you can never sell like okay. online programs ever again. Mm-hmm. So you have to change professions because like if you get done, like you can never be the CEO of a company or director of a company if you get done with stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So you can never start your own business again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be a pain in the ass. Which is tough. Yeah. Uh, it's very difficult to get done for that. Like in, in Australia, to get banned from being the director of a company is fucking tough. You have to trade insolvent. It's the only way. Right. So, and even then, because like, fuck, I was a part of a business where... They fucking traded and after I left, you know, like RBT, they were done for trading insolvent. Right. Yeah. And like, you know, you can go on YouTube right now and fucking see him. Still spooking most tra- stuff. Trading away, you know what I mean? Doing his thing. That was trading insolvent, 100%. Yeah, right. Yeah, I've, I've got the creditor's notices. Like, that's yep. definition. So like, even then, like, they kind of go, ah, he didn't mean to. You're a good guy. <laughs> You're all right. You're a good guy. You're all right. You're going to pay your asset fee in the next one? <laughs> yeah. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Uh, you got to pay the right fees to yeah. the right people. So you can be a dirtbag and get away with it. It looks like if uh, old Katie has been fined two point six million in the past and still going about his business, yeah, uh, it doesn't bode well. Mm-hmm. But hey, it's all alleged. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I have no opinion either way. Yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah. did just for forty minutes yeah. or so. <laughs> Now everything I said was complete rubbish and you should listen to none of it. It's not financial advice and you should, <laughs> you should not take this. But the advice that you do give is to salespeople is understand the offer, know what you're actually selling, don't make any well, guarantees. Well, don't sell a scam. So this is another one. There okay. is a, we lost a few sales reps to a company that I will not name, but I 100% hope they get shut down by the FTC, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and we, we lost like five sales reps. It was fine. What do you mean loss? Like they went and worked directly for them? Yeah. Okay. Um, the In guys order to making, just get a greater commission, right? Guys, so no, cut you out? Crazy money. Right. Like it, was, it wasn't an account that we ever had. I would never work with them. All right. Okay. It's a scam. Right. And I saw it was a scam. The moment I got told they were paying their guys like 35, uh, okay. 35% so, comms and I'm done for you, I was like, that's a scam. Okay. So let me paint the picture, see if I understand totally. They came to you to sell the product. You looked into it, said, nope, that's a scam. No, they didn't come to us. They didn't, they didn't come to us. So we... They were like recruiting our guys. Oh, okay. So right? just poaching your guys yeah. straight. Yeah, right. offering like 35% comms on a done for you, which is fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like a syndicate selling done for you kind of like 
Amazon automations type shit, right? Plus like some syndicate selling of like uh, cash flowing businesses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, turn Sounds into, like a scam. Oh, oh it, yeah. So um, <laughs> anyway, so one of the sales reps comes to one of our sales reps and is like, I'm not feeling good about this. And our sales rep's like, yeah, man, because you're selling a scam. Mm-hmm. But he's making 150 grand a month, Oof. right? Commissions. So it's really good money. It's a really good scam. And he's like, um, yeah, man, like you're selling a scam. He's like, yeah, I think I am. He's like, you should probably stop. He's like, yeah, but the money's really good. <laughs> it's like, well, selling scams is usually very lucrative. Mm-hmm. And so people do it. So what, what ended up happening was, and a few of them have walked away now. Uh, some of them haven't. And I have absolutely no respect for those people. And they're probably listening to this now because I'm pretty sure they still listen. And I know who you are. And I think you're a piece of shit. Wow. Okay. Because if you knowingly sell a scam, I think you're, yeah, you're a garbage human. Right? Like you're, you, you either have your- Well, you are part of the scam. Yeah. You're, you're, you're the forefront. And the better you are at sales, the worse it is. Yeah. You know? So- uh, what ended up happening was what what I've been told, and like, because they saw like all the internal meetings and the internal Slack channels, and one of the guys came to everyone and was like, "Hey guys, like this is the internal complaints channel. This is what's happening." What what ended up it turned into a Ponzi scheme, not intentionally, but that's what it turned into. So like they thought they could deliver the service, and they were for a while, and then what happened is they scaled up because they ended up getting really good sales rep that I fucking trained, mm-hmm. right? So they started making a lot of sales. Um, uh, and so what ended up happening was like they couldn't fulfill on the actual. So they had their own cash flowing stores and they were selling off portions of them. Right. Then the cash flow of the stores started getting worse, but they guaranteed the return. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so what ended up happening was and they had to sell more. To get to pay those returns. Exactly. Right. So that's a definition of a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. It's a fucking, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a circle where the, the money ends up here. Yeah, yeah. Right. So. Um, they figured out that was happening and some of the guys quit, right? Like straight away, get mm-hmm. on them. And then some of the guys still stayed. Mm-hmm. But like that is a legit fucking Ponzi scheme. Um, and it's like, if, if you're getting paid too well, it's a scam. Mm. If it's like, because if it's a legit business, like sometimes we've had clients pay us 30%, but we are providing an incredible amount of services. Like mm. a lot of times we're helping out with ops, right? We're providing setters, we're providing sales reps, we're providing recruitment and sales management. Mm-hmm. Like that's, you add in marketing to that, like with someone else and you're looking at like a 40% cost of goods sold, which isn't crazy when all that stuff is fucking done for you. Yeah. yeah. Right. So all you're you have a to set and forget. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're in automation, right? So <laughs> 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 I'm glad you caught that alley-oop. I threw it for you. Yeah. 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 Um, and so like, but if you're, if you have, like, if you're able to pay like a 35% commission to just a sales rep. Yeah. What are you not Spending money on yeah, because yeah. like where is the rest of the money? Yeah, because it like a thirty five percent off the gross, not including ad spend, not including marketing, like none of those associated costings. Like your gross profit will be no more than like say thirty percent, forty percent, and then you've got your operating expense of actually delivering it and running the business. So where is the money? Mm. So like having running, I've run multiple. I've run brick and mortar. Okay, I've run coaching and I've run agency. So I've run a few different types of businesses and I cannot for the life of me figure out, like, it's so obvious to me, like, oh, that's too much money. Mm. The moment they're like, oh, they're getting paid this much. I was like, oh, it's a scam, straight away. Mm. And it's just like, what do you mean? And I even told them, like, because some of them were leaving and I was like, I have done the due diligence. What you're about to sell is a scam. Now, you can believe me or you cannot. 
because obviously you can take what I say with a grain of salt because it benefits me for you to stay here. Yeah. However, I'm telling you this as an honest person. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's a fucking scam. And, like, you can sell a scam, you can make a ton of money, there's no doubt about it, but, like, you have to be able to sleep at night. Yeah, but even and I then, used to kill people for a job. <laughs> yeah, that's true, right? That's one of the funny things when you're like, I think that's unethical. And yeah. I, used to, I used to break into people's homes and shoot them. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I didn't, didn't bother me at all. <laughs> But, um, like, surely the risk of selling a scam, even if you're totally fine with it, you're dead inside and you don't care, is that, like, you can pay that money back. Like, well, when dude, the problem is, like, you get the wrong person. Yeah, you well, know, but I mean... the first person they come for? Yeah, that's what I mean. So, like, the... But even, like, someone not coming for you in the in the dead of night, just when people start demanding their refunds because it's they've realised it's a scam and the whole thing starts to fall apart, like, surely... You better hope they didn't pay your comms on credit card. Yeah. There you go. I've had that happen. And they just claw it back? Yeah, I've had a dude claw back like four months worth of comms. Yeah, right. The sales guys didn't even know. Because you know what? I was like, well, I'll go ahead and eat that dick. Mm. Like, that's not something I need to borrow them with. I'll, I'll fight that battle. Yeah. You know? Which is, again, one of the benefits of coming here is like I generally shield it's them from a lot of that shit. Yeah. You know? So, um, but yeah, like it's a dangerous game, you know? <laughs> Selling scams, like if the money's too good to be true, it probably is. Yeah. And that feels like a good place to finish it. <laughs> All right, that's it for another episode of Coffee is for Closers. If you like yeah. what you hear, just fucking like it. Leave a comment, do all that kind of shit. Yeah, Tell us what you want to hear. Share it with a friend. Yeah, just post it somewhere. Yeah. All right, goodbye. Bye. Put that coffee down. down. down.